Hello and welcome to this second video in our series of financial ratios. Video number one, we covered off the ubiquitous price to earnings ratio. In our video today, we're gonna to be looking at the, the souped up version of the PE ratio, which is the PEG ratio, price to earnings to growth. Hope you can stick around. In the first video of this financial ratio series that we're putting together, I covered off in some depth the price to earnings ratio or the PE ratio as it's commonly known. As part of that video, I also asked you what you would prefer for the second uh, video in the series. Uh, would you prefer the price to earnings to growth ratio or the PEG ratio or price to book? And the votes came in and I added them up and the PEG ratio, price to earnings to growth, was the winner. So that's what we're gonna be covering off in this video today. Feel free to check out that first link, which is for our Investing Academy, where we have training for uh, investors of all ages, from raw beginners right through to advanced. I'm gonna make a suggestion at the outset. If you are not familiar with what the price to earnings ratio is, the PE ratio, I'm gonna suggest that you go back and watch the first video in this series. You certainly will get a lot more out of this video if you understand uh, how the P-E ratio works, uh, as it's basically the foundation for what we're going to be talking about today. It'll probably make a lot more sense to you if you see that first. I will put a link in this video here. Even if you are familiar with the P-E ratio, if you didn't see the first video, I would maybe suggest you go and look starting around the 15 minute mark, 15 and a half minutes, somewhere in that range. Uh, if you watch the second half of that video, it's going to give you a lot of uh, information that is uh, duplicative. You know, the, the same advantages, disadvantages, limitations that apply to the PE ratio uh, apply to the PEG ratio that we'll be covering off today. So I'll give you again just a little bit more depth in, uh, in understanding uh, what we're going to be talking about today. So let's dive into what the PEG ratio is. PEG, price to earnings to growth. The actual formula for this ratio is the price to earnings divided by the growth in the earnings per share. And the reason that this is, I think, a better ratio than the simple P-E ratio by itself is it does provide a more meaningful uh, understanding of the companies that you're analyzing. Uh, it, it gives a, a more complete picture, I would say, because it does the first calculation of the price to earnings. It does that metric, but then it also factors in the growth of a company. Oftentimes, an investor is actually willing to pay a higher price for a company that is showing more potential for growth, understanding that they may be overpaying by traditional metric valuations today, but if that growth continues, there's value in that that isn't picked up necessarily or at all in just the price to earnings ratio by itself. The question becomes how much are, are you willing to pay above a normal valuation. Oftentimes, investors are willing to pay more for a company, a higher price than they normally would because the company is exhibiting strong growth features. And if that's the case, uh, there's nothing wrong with that idea. This peg ratio will help you sort of factor in the price to the earnings of the company right now and add the growth component to it as well. Peter Lynch is one of the most you know, famous investors of all time. And, and he had in his book, uh, One Up on Wall Street, there was a quote I'm gonna to read to you here. The PE ratio of any company that's fairly priced will equal its growth rate. If the PE of Coca-Cola is 15, you'd expect the company to be growing at about 15% per year, etc. But if the PE ratio is less than the growth rate, you may have found yourself a bargain. A company, say, with a growth rate of 12% a year, and a P.E. ratio of six is a very attractive prospect. On the other hand, a company with a growth rate of 6% a year and a P.E. ratio of 12 is an unattractive prospect and headed for a come down. 
in essence, what he's saying is that if you have a company trading with a price to earnings ratio of 10, the earnings are growing at 10%. That's a fairly valued company. Using his examples, if a company is trading with a uh, price to earnings ratio of six and the growth rate is 12%, that's an attractive buy growing faster or growing at a, at a rate higher than the price to earnings itself. And conversely to that, he's warning you if a company, for example, has a PE ratio of 12 and is only growing uh, at 6% in their earnings, that that would be an unattractive uh, proposition, something you probably should be avoiding. The peg ratio is attractive for a couple of different reasons. Number one is it's a quick test to do. The, the numbers that go into the calculation are widely available. You don't even have to do the calculations yourself. They're also, it's, a, it's easy to understand. As Peter Lynch said, a peg ratio of one indicates that a company is fairly valued. By definition then, if the uh, peg ratio is below one, that would indicate that possibly there's an undervalue situation here. If the peg ratio is above one, that would mean that the peg ratio is overvalued. Obviously, it's never that simple. There's always different things that go into it, but that's sort of a starting point or that sort of that rule of thumb. Let's use a couple of examples here just to try and drive these numbers home and this concept uh, clear in your mind. Let's compare to two different companies. First of all, we have Widget Co. A, and Widget Co. A is trading with a price to earnings ratio of 25. Compare that to Widget Co. B, which is currently trading with a price to earnings ratio at 10. Now using just the PE metric, factoring everything else out, it would appear that the, that the uh, Widget Co. B is a cheaper company to buy with a PE ratio of 10 versus 25 for Widget Co. A. Now let's add the growth component to this calculation and see if that makes any difference. In our example, if we use Widget Co. A, let's assume that they're growing their earnings at 30% a year and Widget Co. B is growing their earnings at 10% a year. When we do the math on this using the formula for the uh, peg ratio, we look at the price to earnings of company one, which is 25. We divide that by 30, the earnings on that company, and we come up with a ratio of 0.83. Widget Co. B, on the other hand, has a price to earnings ratio of 10. Earnings growth of 10%, or 10, so 10 divided by 10, equals one. In this example, it's pretty clear, at least as a starting point, that the if we looked solely at the price to earnings ratio by themselves, we could be uh, dramatically misled. The lower, remember, the lower the PE, uh, the peg ratio, the more likely that company may be undervalued. So when we compare the 0.83 to the 0.1, it would appear, at least in this case, as a starting point, that uh, Widget Co. B is actually higher valued than Widget Co. A. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. 
there are some challenges in calculating this uh, number. First of all, let's look at the numerator. As I explained in the first video in this series, the PE seems like a pretty um, easy number to calculate, the price to earnings, price divided by earnings, but there are, if you'll recall, different ways of, uh, of, of incorporating the earnings into this. We could be looking backwards at the trailing 12 months, or we could, we could be calculating what's called a forward PE, where we look at the anticipated future earnings. So the PE itself isn't just one number. Depending on what sources we use, depending on what math we use, uh, what assumptions we use, that number can change. Now let's look at the denominator. So this is where we look at the earnings per share growth. Those two can be snapshots. They can be used historic. Most commonly they use forward looking numbers, but the forward, they can be looking ahead a year, three years, up to five years in many cases. And because they're not um, defined, we these are just guesses or they're, they're estimates, uh, we're relying on the opinions of the analysts who are covering the company, there can be a lot of inaccuracy uh, that goes into those numbers right out of the gate. We're looking at different criteria in these cases. We're not looking at the actual financials that have been reported from the company and the opinions, depending on who the analysts are and, and uh, you know what their take is on the company, could be open to, you know, they're subjective. They could be open to um, interpretation or, or misinterpretation. To illustrate this problem, I use Coca-Cola as a current example. And I looked at a number of different sources to just answer the simple question, what is the current peg ratio? And I found a lot of discrepancy. For example, if I look on the NASDAQ website, it shows that the current forecast for the 12 month forward peg ratio is 2.71. In their explanation as to how they calculate that number, they say the peg ratio is the price to earnings ratio divided by the growth rate, the forecasted growth rate based on the consensus of professional analysts and the forecasted earnings over the next 12 months are used to calculate the PEG. In this case, they're using the forecasted growth rate based on a consensus of professional analysts. Let's have a look at what Seeking Alpha uses. They say that the PEG ratio is 3.10. In their explanation, they note that the last close price or next fiscal year consensus non-GAAP EPS estimates fiscal year one are used in this calculation. Yahoo Finance, they have the PEG ratio at 2.48. And the final comparison is Morningstar, which currently has the peg ratio for Coca-Cola at 2.44. So you can see that there are very reputable companies doing these calculations, but because of the assumptions that go in, you're going to have a slightly different numbers, hopefully slightly, hopefully there's no huge differences uh, in that calculation. So this just shows one of the sort of the limitations. Another limitation of the peg ratio, like a lot of ratios, is that it really should be used to analyze companies within the same industry that should exhibit similar traits. And you're usually comparing apples to apples in that case. And if we use the automobile industry as an example, we'll look at the current peg ratios of GM, Toyota and Ford. And you can see they range from 0.29 on the low end with Ford up to 0.47 uh, with GM, all below that fair value of one, which Peter Lynch had laid out. And this is typically what you're gonna see. Now there are some outliers. And obviously the example I would use in the automobile industry is Tesla. If we overlay this chart with Tesla, we can see that they're trading with a current peg ratio of 9.77, so almost 10. So you can see that even within the same industry, you're not guaranteed that you're gonna have a tight band in there, various metrics. And in this case, the excitement I would say about Tesla is driving that price up higher than, uh, so they have a higher PE. And even when you factor in the growth, they have quite a substantially high peg ratio. An example of using the peg ratio to measure companies in different sectors, I'm going to use 
uh, the banking sector versus the energy sector to, to sort of illustrate this point. I'll use Bank of Montreal as the example in the banking and TC Energy as the company in the energy sector. And as you can see clearly here, the Bank of Montreal is trading with a peg ratio of about 0.48 and TC Energy is currently at about 9.43. And this is something you're typically going to see if you're looking at companies that aren't in the same sector. It's not unusual you're going to have uh, quite a variance in that in that price to earnings to growth ratio, uh, depending on the industry itself. A better example of how you'd use this if you compare Bank of Montreal to another bank. So let's use Royal Bank in this example here, and you'll see uh, there that, again, there's a much tighter line when you're comparing apples to apples. Another limitation using the peg ratio would be if you're dealing with companies that are, I would say, mature companies that are uh, pay dividends. So they're more focused perhaps on a more modest growth rate but providing those consistent dividends and, and you can't really compare them using this ratio to a company that takes all that money and reinvests it back into the company where the emphasis is on growth. So companies that have a less emphasis on growth, more instability, you'll probably get less value by using uh, the price to earnings or the, or the price to earnings to growth ratio because of that. I mentioned earlier in this video that there are a lot of misunderstandings and misinterpretations and misuses that go into the price to earnings ratio. A lot of those same things apply to the price to earnings to growth ratio. So as I did earlier, I will urge you, if you haven't already seen the first video in the series, I will put a link for it here and you can check that out, particularly the second half of the video, which shows some ways that, this, that these ratios are misused. A quick recap of today's video, price to earnings to growth ratio. It's a quick rule of thumb that you can look at typically in your screening process to see where some attractive valuation may be, may be showing up. A high PEG typically means overvalued. A low PEG may indicate an undervalued company. Remember, you compare it to your peer to their peers. You don't just make it you go willy nilly against any company out there. You compare it to like uh, similar types of companies. Always do your other due diligence in combination with this. Never make an investment decision based on one metric. Always use it as a starting point, and you put the big picture together, and uh, that will help you make better investment decisions. The first link in the video on the description below is for our investing academy and in the academy, even in the beginners class, uh, the beginners training, we talk about things like we have a whole module actually on on financial ratios. And this is the type of thing that you can really use to to make more sound and informed investment decisions. I would encourage you uh, to have a look at that link below. I am going to wrap up this video and as always, I appreciate you watching. If you did like the video, if you found it valuable, uh, please take a moment to leave a thumbs up, leave a comment below and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.